Podcast, what's good? Uh, Want to make sure you're tuning into our hit show, which you know, as COVID evolves, is not necessarily now daily, but multiple times a week. Please follow me uh, at uh, at Twitter. Actually, in general, before I go into this promo with T with Gary V, which is the promo, I need you to watch T with Gary V. It is some of, I would argue, you know how I like to say my mom thinks it's the best. I think it might be the best content I've ever done. So please tune in. But also, please make sure you're following me on Twitter. If like, if you've dropped Twitter, like, like if you add your notifications to my account on Twitter, so you get push notified. Like, Twitter is, besides my two one two nine three one five seven three one, Twitter is absolutely the pulse of my universe. And if you're not following me there, you're missing out on a lot of stuff. Anyway, tea with Gary V. Multiple times a week, usually nine a.m. to ten a.m. Eastern time. Big shout out to the West Coast. See a lot of you in the six a.m. fam. Uh, just emotionally, strategically, the best content I've ever put out, in my opinion. Uh, tea with Gary V. And please go to YouTube and catch up on prior episodes. Just type in Tea with Gary V. Tea is in not like Mr. T. Tea is in like the stuff that I drink in the mornings because I'm from Russian descent. Tea with Gary V. Check it out. This is the Gary V. Audio Experience. Started my life was kind of rough. I had an awful battle. The doctor set my parents down and said my life was fragile. Perspective is the game. I guarantee the name. Just put your head down, do the work, and everything will change. Sipping tea, helping feels. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Being patient, hella tricky. If I'm being honest. Tea with Gary V. Roots and positivity. Good morning, Vayner Nation. What's good? Thursday, August 6th in the building. I am Gary Vaynerchuk, this is T with Gary V, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's go a little bit more rapid fire today. I wanna get through a lot more guests. We've gotten a little long winded in our last three or four episodes. A good morning, Dustin. How are you today, my friend? Excellent. I like like that. Anything interesting? Um, I stayed up too late looking at eBay. (laughs) There's nothing more fun than really having fun and making money. Haven't made money yet, but you have. I'm thinking long term. Thinking long term. You 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 have. If you liquidated right now your Pokemon oh, yeah, cards, yeah, yeah. How much have you helped the audience? How much have you put in? And how much realistically? And how much have you sold? Because the Pokemon market's selling by the second. Yeah. What What do you really, 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 really think? Like on some real shit. While you're think- while you're doing that, I'm just gonna say hello to uh, Muhammad and Bessel and behind the lens, and and it's Danielle May. Good to see you here on Twitch, Chris Webb on YouTube, Michael Jennings on Facebook, shout out to Jay Masty on Twitter, tw- on Twitter, Ashley Cecilia, uh, Alexa Nana in the building, the Nana's in the building. What's uh, What do you got, Dustin? I think I spent about 3,000. Yep. Um, but I mean, these two PSA 10s right now are going for like 1,000 each at least, so. So what's the net? What do you think? I don't know, at least double, I think. <laughs> yeah, all in like a month. Yeah. So it's hard to it's hard to take three thousand dollars and turn it into six thousand dollars in a month. Yeah, for sure. Um, the only thing I'm debating now is just uh, whether or not to f- flip it, like you said, or hold on to it and hope that it's going to get even higher. I think with Pokemon, especially the premium stuff you've been buying. Um, show some cards, people are asking. Um, I think you hold a little bit more, man. I don't think it's time. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. What do you got? Charmander? Uh, Charmander PSA 10, Charmander PSA 9. These are all first edition. Uh, Shadowless? Yeah. 
All first um, edition Shadowless, 1999. Yep. You got Pikachu yellow cheeks there. Did I see that? Yeah, right? I got a zoom, red cheek. Zoom in on, on the that. Way. Zoom in on that one. A nine red cheeks, right? Yeah. This is a nine or a ten? That's this a is nine, a nine. Right? I can't afford tens. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Cool. What's good, man? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's your name? Uh, my name's Torment. Um, yeah, I'm a Rock League player. I'm very aware. <laughs> <laughs> How are things? Uh, things are good. Uh, it's pretty early right now, but I'm excited to be here. So. I'm excited to have you too. Why don't you tell everybody what Rocket League is? I wanted you to be the first guest today because yesterday my investment group, uh, which I uh, am a minority owner in, uh, obviously um, is uh, is involved in the Call of Duty League with the Rocker. Uh, but yesterday we announced our foray into the Rocket League. So for everybody who's watching quite a bit of, I'm sure the Twitch crew will know, but for the people watching on some of the other platforms, why don't you explain what it is? Uh, yeah, so Rock League in like simple terms, I guess, is, uh, you know, everyone has a car and your goal is to hit the ball in the net. So basically soccer with cars. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's more complex than that, but that's the simple way. It's how I always explain it to like, you know, family and people that don't understand it. So um, how did how did you get into it? Um, uh, well, there there is like a prequel to it that's like pretty small on uh, play, was on PlayStation 3. Uh, really, it has a really long name. So. I could, I could say it if you want. Say it, say it. All right, it's called, it was called Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars. Yep. Um, and I played that when I was super young, and it wasn't very big. And were, were you naturally good at it? Uh, not not really. Okay. I played it for fun. Um, but yeah, when Rock League got announced in 2015, I, I picked it up immediately because I just remembered that game back from, you know, when I was like 9 or 10. And uh, yeah, loved it, loved it ever since, and I've played it since the release for five years now. I love it. Um, and so what, what, uh, what are you seeing in terms of popularity and awareness? Um, in Rocket League? In general, yep. or, um, I, I mean, like game... in Rocket League, in the over, I mean, gaming, obviously we know, but specifically mm -hmm. to Rocket League, for me, it seems over the last 24 months, shit got really, really hot. I, yeah, I think Rocket League recently has been doing really well. Um, the RLCS has been doing well, viewership-wise, which is always great. And the game's actually going free-to-play soon, which is, I think is massive for the game in general. Um, and I'm really excited about the future and, you know, hopefully it grows even more with that. And, um, and, you know, we, uh, the people that have been there since the beginning, I guess, uh, you know, love to see that obviously. You have any questions for me? Anything, anything I can answer? Um, I didn't prepare any questions. I could think of something maybe. Fire away. We got something to find. Um, we'll oh, I guess, I guess you, you recently invested in Rock League. So, uh. What do you what do you see in it? I guess what do you see in the future. You know, to me, to me, this is like the 1930s and 40s and 50s when the NFL, when basketball, um, when the NHL. Like there was a period where, outside of baseball, you started seeing leagues forming in other sports. I, I feel that's what's happening right now with esports. Like it is very clear to me, until the day that you and I die and our and when our grandkids are running around this world, that esports is looked upon to them the way that you and I would look at baseball or football, you know, mm -hmm. 15 years ago. So what for me, I'm trying to figure out um, which ones are going to um, pop, which ones have evergreen DNA in them. You know, to your point, paying attention to the format of the game, even like going back to like, you know, when I was a kid, you know, whether in Nintendo formats, whether it was like the Robot Baseball 2050 or whatever it was called, or like 
RC Pro-Am or just like the car sport dynamic has always like kind of fascinated me. And to me, soccer or football is such a forever global game that for me, Rocket League's DNA kind of in football, soccer is, um, is, is an interesting nuance and I think a very sticky game in watching. I, I've, I watched myself pay attention to my brother AJ playing that more with his buddies than other esports games. And so I, you know, I just kind of like a lot of the nuances of the game and it really drove me to being a, you know, a voter of yes, do we, is this one of the sports we want to expand into? Yeah, that's that's true. Like Rock League at the base level is like really easy to understand as well and compared to a lot of other esports. So awesome, brother. Well listen, continued success. You're an incredible, incredible uh talent in the sport and I'm looking forward to interacting with you more. Thanks so much, Gary. Appreciate you having me on. Of course, brother. Talk to you soon. You too. Keep it moving. Sorry, just taking care of one issue at work. Holly, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Gary? I'm well. Where are you from? I'm from Wisconsin. Awesome. Well, hope you're well. Thank you. Thank you. First of all, thank you for the opportunity to have me on the show. I'm a huge, huge fan. Um, I listen to your podcasts when I'm driving. I'm always following your content. Such great content. So thank you. I'm really, I'm really excited. Really nervous, on, but Molly, I'm really, really Molly, excited. Hold on. Before we move on, is that Chewbacca? On, with a surfboard behind you? Yes. Um, so my fiance, when I first met him, um, he had like the whole bachelor pad type ordeal, and that's all he had in his house. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So good. All right, let's get to your question. So, um, so I just want to run um, a little bit of context about me, real quick. Um, kind of grew up um, not uh, so basically I grew up in a foster care system and I was about 14 years old and I feel like my story is pretty unique I feel like I can um, reach out to a lot of people because of my situation um, but I grew up really really fast um, I was basically forced fast. out of yeah, I was basically forced out of my house um, and just bouncing from group home to group home. And it was just insane. And I barely almost didn't graduate high school, but I did. I ended up graduating college um, and I was the only person in my um, family to graduate college, which I think is pretty speaks volumes in, you know, in a, in a huge way. Um, and so right now, um, I am an entrepreneur. I just started a home staging business and, you know, I, one of my questions for you is just how do you, um, as far as like in the pandemic, how do you, uh, see home staging? Um, how do you, how do you see me advancing my home staging in, in, in this pandemic in this, you know, when we have all these uncertainties right now? Well, I mean, I, you know, I think you just got to get through it, right? I mean, like the reality is you can't change the macro. You can only, you can only execute on your micro. And what I mean by that is you going on live, starting Facebook groups, posting on your Instagram, um, connecting on LinkedIn, putting out content, building a community, 
you know, using the communication infrastructure of live streaming and things of that nature, you've got to build relationships right now virtually so when we go back to reality, those individuals convert into word of mouth or actual clients in your home staging business. You know, you just got to hold on. I mean, you know, when, when the pandemic hit, I had to go through a very devastating two weeks where we had to let go of employees. We had to restructure, you know, banking relationships. Like it was fucking hard, but like, but there is no other option. It was the reality of the situation. Clients were going out of business. Clients were emailing me saying, we're not paying you, you know, and you have responsibilities. You have payroll, you have things of that nature. So, you know, to me, to me, it's, it's very clear with this disease or, you know, this virus that there, you know, when you look at Italy and Spain and Asia, like, you know, there will be a time when we get out of this in America. Unfortunately, we as a country have politicized it. You know, that's just our DNA sometimes. And people are debating things that are, you know, putting us in a position where we're just gonna have to wait longer, which is not fun, um, but is very much the true situation. But I do think that you can absolutely um, look for a time early next year where we're gonna be back to some level of, of new normal. People will still sit, so sell houses. They will need to stage them. So good news, your, your thing doesn't die post this world. And, um, and I think you just need to, if I'm you, I'm spending all my time on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and LinkedIn and building relationships in a 40 mile radius. That's all my brain thinks about. Okay. And then, and then the, that's, that's the offense and the defense is don't spend money on dumb shit or sell the Chewbacca, well not the Chewbacca, but maybe the guitar next to it. Like, like whatever, <laughs> to me it's like whatever it takes to survive um, and, uh, and know that it's on the other side. So it becomes a mental warfare and the beauty is your incredibly difficult childhood has prepared you incredibly for adversity. So you just gotta wait, you know, just wait. Awesome. But, Waiting doesn't mean laying on the couch and crying about it, like, oh, fuck, this is such bullshit. You know, da, da, da. Waiting means I know this is coming. Now let me wait in the macro, but in the micro, I'm gonna fucking make 60,000 friends on the internet between now and then. Got awesome. it? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Gary. Take care. Bye-bye, Mel. Thanks, bye. Macro patience, micro speed. Chip, what's good? Gary, I'm really good, thank you. Uh, ever so much for having me on. I'm one of probably very rare UK guests for you guys. I don't see many of those uh, UK guys on the show. Oh, we get them, we get them. Yeah, you get them every now and again. I, I feel like a, a celebrity being sat next year. I've, uh, I've followed you for many, many years uh, and what you've done. Um, at first, when I first saw like little bits of bobs about you i wasn't really sure what you did i thought you're just one of these inspirational speaker guys it's not really been there and then i looked into your history and what you've done and yeah it completely turned my opinion of you upside down if i'm honest you've Thank been you. there you've done it and you're uh you're really at the at the top of your game although if i'm honest with you i don't think there is a top i think it just keeps going Thank uh, you. I'm not just here to get Justin jealous. I have got some. Uh, I'm a bit of a Pokemon collector. Ooh! I have been for Justin, uh, look at this quite a while. He's seen it in the backstage yeah. area. I'm jealous. Hold that on. Is, 
let, let me show you my, that's a, that's uh, my a real really nice wow. booster box. That's a real clean box. Uh, Good for you, mate. I've got about five of them in total, uh, different boxes. I've got that Charizard there as well, which is a nice one. That's worth about a grand UK money. Uh, my question is about Pokemon. That was just to get Dustin jealous. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm a, a YouTuber. I do gambling content uh, based over here in the UK. I'm, I'm near Nottingham. Uh, or Robin Hood, as you guys call yep. him. Um, and basically, um, I stream every day to YouTube and Twitch. Um, I have affiliate deals with the casinos, which is what my business is based off in the background. Um, and um, yeah, the casinos will pay me for players that sign up. You get a percentage as well of, of what people lose. That's that's a business model. There's a, there's a few of us that do it. It's it's profitable. It's good. And I, I'm really happy with it. Um, I just want to give you a little bit of context about me and, and then I'll lead on to my question. So 19 years ago, I sat on a wall in the cake factory that I worked in. I used to empty the bins there, and uh, that was my job. I earned basic pay, basically. Yep. <clears throat> I got that job because for four years before that, I was just basically a dosser. I was just messing around, not doing anything. My daughter arrived, and I was like, right, you need to sort your shit out because this is just not a lie to live. Um, I went from that cake factory into a company called Vodafone, which is a massive UK yep. corporation. Yep. You've heard of them. Um, and I worked my way through Vodafone from walking in the doors as a sales advisor with no experience. I learned how to do the job to becoming in the top 1% of salespeople in the whole of Vodafone UK. And I did that in, in about three years, um, which for me, I'm, I'm from a, a very poor background. My dad left when I was a kid. My mum brought us up, four of us on her own. We, we didn't have anything. And to all of a sudden have something was great. And uh, it all went wrong at Vodafone. They changed everything. The commission structure went to crap. Um, and I wouldn't say I was back to square one, but it knocked me back quite a bit. Is that because is that because you weren't saving money? You were spending it because you never had it, so you were buying things. Yeah, that, that is exactly it. Yeah, I, I just blew the money because it was like I remember payday back when I worked in the cake factory, and it was like, oh my god, I can afford to have a takeaway tonight. It, right. was, it was great. All of a sudden, I've got lots of money. I'm like, what can I buy? I'm buying yeah. everything I can just because I've never had money. I Obviously, treat my mom and that kind of thing and make sure that she's all right. Um, but the money dried up and then I was kind of back square one, went from another job to another job, started doing casino streams in the evenings and uh, I was working for a marketing company. Money was okay. It, it was decent money. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm earning good money again. Um, and it's now to the point where the business is incredibly successful. I am unbelievably blessed with how it goes. I want to push things on to the next level. And I know how to do it. I know the financial implications of doing it. But what worries me is that it will all go wrong and I'll end up back in that wall in the cake factory again 19 years ago where it all came from. This how is, did you get past that fear? I am not fully sure. And let me explain what I mean by that. Because when you were just talking, I think a lot about my dad, who I feel because he also came from zero, came here, da 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 da, da. I, I noticed that in his 40s, like he became more risk adverse. Yeah. And, and I felt that he became risk adverse because he did have an underlying fear to go back. And that's Even, exactly where I'm at. And I always think about like, what's the trigger point for somebody? I think it has a little bit to do with ambition. You know, for me, I'd rather go back to living in a studio apartment and start over because I think I have a romantic point of view of the dirt. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I think it's how, you know, you 
stayed in the dirt for so long that you're like, fuck that. I yeah. was in the dirt for a while. Then we were, you know, I was also making so much money as a kid because I was good at it. I, I'm just not scared to lose everything because A, I, I don't act that way. Like I would mm. never do something that would make me lose everything. B, I always have a nest egg of like cash. You know, just like- Well, my nest egg is this. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, that's, that's a risky nest egg, you know, as you know, right? Like yeah. now look, I think actually Pokemon as an alternative investment is extremely attractive. You know, yeah. I, I myself in my own actions in the last three years have put a lot more money into cards than I have into startups or stocks on Wall Street or cash sitting in the bank. Yeah. Um, the thing I, is, there's only my, a certain amount of these things left. The boxes, correct. especially the booster boxes. Correct. YouTubers are opening them all the time. Um, I don't open the box. I just buy them as an investment. Uh, for instance, I bought a first edition Team Rocket box a year ago for £2,600. I sold it four months later for double the money, thinking I'd done really well. If I still had that box from one year ago that cost me £2,600, it's now £10,000 for that box. The prices are crazy. I mean, look, I, I bought 53 LeBron James rookie cards last year. I know, year. <laughs> I've seen what your collection For $1,000, it's $16,000 a piece. It's really yeah. hard to do that. Here's what I would say, Chip. I would put a, I would keep saving money, maybe liquidate some of the cool shit you have and yeah. put it into a bank account that if God forbid this risk you're thinking about taking goes to zero, you yeah. still have that dollar amount and that's enough to pay for a year of living for yeah. you family hum, more humble you may have to move this and that yeah. i think i think i've always had the peace of mind that if everything goes to zero i have enough to eat and have a shelter for a year and then build back up and yeah. you've done it twice already which means you can do it again yeah i appreciate that gary thank That's you man. you got it mate we'll talk Take soon care. Keep pushing. thank you Gary V, what's up? What's good, Helen? How are you? I'm well, and you? I'm good, I'm good. Um, quick story, I was just at the wine library like literally a couple weeks back. I'm Thank like, you. I'm from Milburn, so uh, like we're always there. But I go upstairs and I'm like with my friends, I'm like, guys, come here, I find this gigantic cardboard cut out of you. I'm just staring at it, my friends have no idea who you are, they're like, who is this guy? But I was literally like, no guys, like I'm gonna work for his company one day or like I'm gonna meet him one day. Fast forward to today. So happy you. Um, so thank you for taking the time and shout out to Team Gary. Um, you know, thank you guys for working so hard. Thank you. Um, so just a bit of background. I am a first generation American. So my family's from Tbilisi, Georgia. Um, so it's in Europe. For those of you who don't know, it's a really yeah. small country. Not Georgia. For everybody who's not watching, like, not the before the comments, everyone's like, "This girl's from Georgia." No, no, Georgia, <laughs> the country, former the country. Soviet. The country. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just graduated with my bachelor's of science in digital marketing and communications. So, you know, just like every other 2020 graduate, I'm looking for a full-time job right now. Um, and I've always been super into like the television, social media, um, TV production, influencers realm, like anything having to do with entertainment, like I'm there, like that's where my passion lies and that's eventually where I want my career to go. However, I have had like other experiences. So um, just a couple years back, um, I worked off of Wall Street, like a super successful company. I was a production management intern. Incredible experience. I learned so much within the two months that I worked there for the summer. The team was incredible. 
not only that, but the company itself was actually phenomenal. Like you could actually tell that they wanted the best for their interns and they wanted us to learn and grow. Um, however, that company was within the healthcare industry and obviously not an industry within my passion. Um, but it was like my first internship. So, you know, I was kind of taking any opportunity I got and it was overall just an incredible learning experience. But my goal for the next summer was to essentially work within the entertainment industry as like as an intern, um, but also to move out to LA and work out there for the summer. Um, and shout out to my best friend, at Lisi Pinto on Instagram. She let me stay at her place for the whole entire summer. Um, so we kicked it out in LA and I actually got an internship out there as well. So, um, you know, I picked up and moved. My parents were really like, you're insane. Like, mind you, they're like right off the boat, like Georgian. So they're like, you're insane for doing this. But I was like, I'm going, see ya. Um, so basically I was there for two months. I interned for um, the social media influencer agency. Um, I was an influencer campaign management intern. So I did a lot of like influencer scouting on like Instagram and YouTube. Um, I did a lot of like campaign management as well. So like with partnerships and uh, brand deals for our creators and things like that. Um, so it ended up being such a good fit, <clears throat> excuse me, a, such a good fit that um, they ended up wanting to keep me on the team. So at the end of August, like I went back to school, but I also interned out there. So instead of my internship being for two months, it was for eight months. And, you know, overall, it was such a good experience. It was my second internship. Did you love it? I loved it so much. And like, that's like how I knew like for sure that I wanted to be in the entertainment industry and just like work in that realm, you know? Okay. Um, so fast forward to now, obviously I just graduated and clearly we're in a recession. Um, so there are a lot of hiring freezes going on currently, um, you know, nationwide. So um, the company that was the better fit, the social media yep. agency, they're not hiring while the first company, the healthcare company, is hiring yes exactly so, my so you should take that job and then save some money and then when the social media agency is hiring you should quit the healthcare job and go to la that was exactly my question like should that's I your answer helen yeah okay i have an interview with them today good so. go crush it really good timing all right good hey, of course like what do you do sit around and hope exactly like, I was like, like, this this helen this is the worst strategy of all time yeah no, yeah, for sure. I completely agree. And I'm like- And you're not worried about this bullshit that I hear from kids that you go to the healthcare company, you're there four months, the LA company says what's good, and then you leave and you're like scared that on your resume, it's no, been no. Okay, I'm hearing all this shit from the kids like, oh, I can't fucking, be I'm like, what the fuck are you talking I'm about? about taking risks. Like I've been working since I was 14, like and I haven't stopped since. So like I'm always about like hustling and like just like going at it. So. Like any opportunity, and like I'm very adaptable too. So, you know, if like something does go wrong, take, like, take, take that job. The industry of influencers and like that whole world is going to be in play for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's you want to go to LA? Yeah, eventually. That's why I did my internship out there because I had an idea. But that was like when I was spent there two months over there, I was like, for sure, like eventually yeah. I want to move out there. So, um, you know, I wanted like a bi-coastal company and this company that I'm about to interview with today is also bi-coastal, so. Um, yeah, take the healthcare job, get money, save it, don't buy dumb shit, and then when LA comes calling, go. All right, for sure. Also, I have another like really quick question. Fast. Fast. So right now, like my Instagram is very like basic, like sorority college girl vibe. <laughs> and um, I kind of like want to steer away from that because I feel like, uh, like I just like want to like motivate people to like- So post. 
do better. But it's like just so random. Like it's it's not like, random. Yeah, I guess so. But like you suggest posting on my own Instagram and not like yes. a whole new one. Yeah, you're just worried about your real friends seeing it. But like I like I'm see I would create a re like a new one and like just do it that way. But I want my friends to see it because I also promote to motivate them. Good. So what's the problem? I feel like it's the, I don't know. That's what the fuck is random? Define <laughs> random for me. Get the fuck out of here, Ellen. Yeah, like yeah, right, right. post. Like don't overdo shit. Like you yeah. know, you, and you've got all the characteristics to not fourteen hustling immigrant. Like post. The yeah. fuck's gonna happen? What do you think it's gonna undermine your fucking pretty grid? Like I don't know. <laughs> what? Well, my grid isn't even that pretty, but yeah, my grid is straight garbage. I know. I know. I feel, I feel you. Yeah. No. Definitely. I think I'm gonna start doing that too. Because please I, listen, yeah. Helen. Today, go fucking show those healthcare fuckers that you want this job, and go post something random as fuck. That'll be a good fucking day. Let's get it. Right. Right. See ya. Thank you so much. Later. <laughs>
Yes, sir. All right, I appreciate that. Does that make sense to you? Because I really want to make sure. Yes. You have a blessed day too, but yes, you, sir. Did it really, like, you could do it. Yes, sir. You feel it like makes you a can? Lot of sense. Yes, sir, I do. I do. Believe me, I have no problem with confidence. I do. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, um, let, me, let me throw sorry. you something out because I, no, no, because I really like you. My email is Gary at VaynerMedia. And you know, after you do that for three months, if nothing pops off, I want you to email me personally, okay? Yes, sir. And Gary VaynerMedia. Gary at VaynerMedia, and I want you to put in the title, Gary, it's Frederick, the yes sir man from Texas. And, I'm, and, and I'll remember because of that. Uh, and, uh, yes, sir. And we'll do some stuff. And, and actually, you know what? Even more interestingly, Dustin, can you, can you get Frederick connected with Tyler from 1.37 p.m.? I think we should have him write something for 1.37 p.m. just to give him more exposure. Yep. Whoa. Okay. Wow. God is good. Wow. God is um, very good. And also, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All the time. And I've been um, watching your stuff since I was a junior in high school. You know, I found you on Instagram and, you know, I learned what flipping was from you and investing. And, you know, um, just to, you know, be here talking to you right now, you don't know how much, you know, you've done for me. And I appreciate you. You know, you've talked me through college, high school and um, right now through this whole pandemic, sir. So I appreciate you so much. I love you a lot, Frederick. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. I'm in the best mood. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's keep it going. Tanner, what is up, Gary V? Can you hear me? Very well, Tanner. How are you? Awesome. I'm amazing. I'm. This is surreal that this actually happened. I wasn't expecting it to actually work, but it worked. It worked. So, uh, I first of all, want to say thank you. Um, you gave me a lot of motivation after a lot of hard talks with my parents about not wanting to go to college, and uh, they they definitely. They have a certain way of thinking uh, towards college. And I remember just listening to you and watching your videos right after having those conversations and knowing that there is like more than what the, the, the paradigm is here in, in, in our household. So, and I'm really glad, I'm, I'm super, super glad. So quick background story, um, I'm from Minnesota. I'm 21 years old um, when I was, 18 and I graduated from high school. I took a gap year and decided to just taste things and everything. I went to California and Hawaii and uh, traveled all alone. And, and then I found, I pretty much discovered within that gap year, luckily, what I loved. Um, so I've been playing music my whole life, but um, the same way that you said um, that you love to go on garage sales on the weekend and you, and you do that for free and it's like just a bonus that you get money from it. Um, I love to street perform. Love so I, I street perform um, every weekend now. And uh, it's it's honestly like, it's just like the best time I could possibly have. I just get to play songs for people and uh, get to meet random strangers of all different variety of all shapes and colors and everything. And and uh, music brings us together. So um, Good for you. So yeah, for the past three you years, what, I've been- You know what's the most exciting about loving that game? you're in play at all times. Like I have to wait for garage sales to pop up, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But you could go anywhere and just go. And I think that's remarkable. Thank you, thank you, yeah. I mean, things got a little a little weird with, with COVID, but- um, you know, Things got weird for everybody with COVID. Yeah. That's yeah, just a but, blip in the radar. That's just gonna be, uh, if you're lucky enough to be somebody who wasn't affected with the death of somebody you love and your family, 
that's just gonna be stories that we tell in 20, 30 years, you know, 40 years. Um, and I think a lot of people fondly because they reconnected with different parts of themselves. Um, uh, even though even though there's a lot of carnage, the death stuff is not fondly, it's the most devastating part. But if you put that in a separate category, for the people that lost jobs and things of that nature, I actually have a funny feeling that in 20, 30 years, it looks like some of the things you see from the recessions or 9-11 or the 87 stock market crash, sometimes that one step backwards helps people go four steps forward. Yeah, so yeah. Example, for example, Tanner, I, I apologize. Um, I'm sure you're realizing how much you love it because you can't do it right now. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, and I'm, so for the past three years, I've been going really hard and, and things have been going up and up and up. And in this last fall of 2019, I, I broke the world record for world's longest street performance. I just Googled it one day and I was like, is this possible? And uh, it was 25 hours, so I beat it by an hour. And uh, that helps um, kind of get the exposure out. Because um, a lot of the time I started out with just keeping my music to like my friends and everything. But um, but that was a good way to to get people's attention because like that's what you talk about all the time is, is getting attention and everything. So um, that went super well and then and things started going up real quick and then right at COVID, it all seemed in, yeah, it's been that way for everyone. So I've been telling myself that it's it's a blessing in disguise and it was this was the way that it was, I mean, whatever happens is kind of the way it's meant to happen. I believe in that. So, um, so I'm seeing it as a blessing and I'm staying in the offense and um, yeah, it's, it's still going well. Like I'm, I'm still, I'm going all in, but um, my question, there, yeah, what's the question? My question is with regards to that, with going all in, um, I, I had a couple people on my team. Like I have a person that helps produce for me um, and I have seven songs out now. And, um, and then I got a manager for a little while. And then um, I had a number of people like on my team, but I've learned that especially in these early stages, it's better to just be all DIY, just my, do it all on my own. And uh, it seems like it's just like, I haven't been bored for like three years straight now. <laughs> but um, so I'm just wondering how can I, how can I be able to allocate that to other people? Cause I keep finding myself having lack of sleep and, and, and feeling low end. Well, maybe not low energy, you, but getting you, strung you, out in a certain way where I'm losing my effectiveness and productivity. I get it. It sounds to me like the first rodeo you had with having individuals around me, you didn't know how to create a scenario where you were dictating what was being done versus having people try to dictate and create tension to what you thought was the right thing to do. Yeah. And I think that comes with the inability to have candorous conversations and you were holding it in because you didn't want to have the confrontation and then instead what ended up happening at the end is you just kind of set everyone out and cleaned house. But you do need people around you, it sounds like, because you're juggling too many balls and that's not working for you. So I think what you do is when you rehire a team, when you rebuild a team, you speak up front about, hey, I'm an artist and I need to do what I need to do. So when there's things that come up that you think are right and I push back, we're gonna go with my way because this is my life. This is my career. And I think once you establish those rules up front, it's gonna be easier then for you to have a candorous conversation and then you move. Okay, it's, cool. I just think you were too young the first time, inexperienced, lacked the talent to be a leader. And what ends up happening a lot to young artists is they listen to somebody else because they think they have experience or they know better because it's their own insecurity. But meanwhile, it didn't feel right, right? 
That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very like, I'm able to like play guitar and like put a smile on people's faces. But when it comes to the business side of things, that's when it's really like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm still building the skill set and everything. So yeah, I'm definitely going to like rewatch this and just really like study this when I'm actually in those, in those situations. So that's Tanner, you're in control and no, and, and you can absolutely handle your business. You just need some reps. Yeah. Very cool. Cool, brother. Talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you. And one last thing. Um, I have a song that I'd love to share with you. Um, it's called Sanity, and um, I have a feeling you'll like it. And I remember you saying a few episodes ago that artists should um, push, pitch to like a thousand playlists or more and everything. So I noticed that you have a Monday to Monday playlist. Dustin, so, Dustin, get this song. Get me it. I'll listen to it this afternoon while I'm working, and then we'll decide if it goes into some content or on Monday to Monday. All right. Yeah. Dustin. I'd love to, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'd love to DM it to you. I don't have my phone, but guess what? I will do that too. So Dustin, make sure I do that. So I don't, I also have to do uh, uh, mahogany yesterday, Dustin. So can you make sure I do that? So I'm a man of my word. Yep. Thank you. Cool. Talk to you soon, Tanner. Thank you so much, Gary. I appreciate you a lot. Thank you. you. Let's keep it moving. I like the speed today. I like that speed today. Hello, Gary V. How are you? I'm extremely well, my friend. What's your name? My name is Sohail Ali. Sohail Ali. I love you and your shirt. What's good, brother? Thank you. I love you too, Gary V. You've changed my mindset for the better. I am, uh, real quick, I'm a child of immigrants. Uh, my parents were born in Kabul, Afghanistan. My mom's watching right now. My mom, Shamim. And uh, hi, mom. And uh, basically- Where do you uh, live, brother? Uh, Bloomington, Indiana. Bloomington, Indiana. Shout out, uh, Indiana University. I just graduated from there. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you so much. Um, study computer engineering and uh, media and advertising. But basically, Gary, I've been a fan of yours since I saw you have the cleanest, objectively, the cleanest bones on Hot Ones by far. And right? that, yes, sit, sit to this day. And I don't know what the I camera agree. was talking about, talking about TJ. You're the number one guest on Hot Ones. Thank I you. Get that out there. Anyway, Thank you. Um, I've been a fan consuming all your content since then. I, I don't want to say it too much, but I, I do think I've heard. Uh, everything that I kind of need to hear in the sense of um, yep. my the foundation of Blue Ox. Yes, absolutely. You've motivated and, and got me off my ass and inspired me to create my own content for myself out there in the form of my YouTube channel, which I've been able to gain about 600 some subscribers now. And I'm really grateful for that so just since the pandemic began. Good for and you. Really, really appreciate it. But uh, basically, uh, my question for you is because uh, you know, you talked a lot about voice and how you, I mean, you were right about that voice taking over everything. And, you know, we're, I think I mean, we're already in 5G and AI coming up. And I'm just wondering where you see that impact in communication, advertising, the realm that you're in. Oh, I mean, look, I think we are at, like, I think the last decade of the internet has given rise to video on, layered on the internet. It, the, the infrastructure is incredible. What you and I are doing right now is, you know, I'm old, you're a youngster. Like the idea of me in New York, you in Indiana, this clean, this many people watching as infrastructure for free, are you out of your mind? Like that's foreign talk 20 years ago. I think that, I think that us walking around our house in 20 years saying Alexa or Apple or Facebook or something else or Google or whoever wins the voice games or probably four to five companies that are in the voice game, and being the remote control of all of our activities, like I don't wanna go to my Seamless or Postmates app, I just wanna say, Alexa, order me a pizza, and then it says which one, and I'm like, well, what's the hottest pizza right now in the city, and it's replying, like I don't think people understand how big of a deal what 
the 5G lack of like lag and the voice pipes of the AI around recognizing, you know, human language. And I mean, I just think the pipes of voice are going to be so substantial. You know, for example, I have a search engine right now. Um, I, mean, I don't know, you know about this? Oh yeah. So Dustin, put this in here. I think it's gonna blow a lot of people's mind because I haven't really promoted it. Crazy. Search.garyvaynerchuk.com. You can literally type in any word and it will take you directly to where I'm talking about that. If, you know, which is just unbelievable, right? And I'm very proud of the team and big shout out to the team and we've, I'm really proud of it. However, one of the reasons I built it is in six years when you're walking by and be like, hey Alexa, what did Gary Vee, or with the way that world's gonna work, I think it's gonna be like, hey Gary Vee, what do you think about patience? And I just start talking. That's, <laughs> you know, like, I don't think people understand where this is going. I used to have to go to the library to look up who the 29th president of Spain was. I can get that in 40 seconds now. You know, like, you know, and so I, I just don't think that people get how big of a deal it is and I can't wait and, and I'm building a library of information to then be able to layer on those pipes which will bring more awareness and most importantly, more value. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that, that's awesome. And the reason I was able to get on is because you pinned my comment shouting out Vaniacs in one of your older posts. Shout out, shout out to all the Vaniacs, the OG Gary Vee fans. That's before, I'm not gonna lie, that's before when I caught you. So. You were like six when I was I know. <laughs> Vaniacs, Va Vaniacs, we, got, we gotta bring it back. We gotta bring that back. Um, but uh, I do really appreciate it. And I mean, shout out to your team, shout out to Dustin, shout out Zane, uh, who got me on. Uh, shout out to everyone who you've curated around you, uh, D-Rock, uh, shout out Babin, Tyler, everyone whom I've had to had interactions with that have been nothing but kind. And you've, you've really taught me, you know, empathy and gratitude. And that's really what I've been leading with. And I'm very happy because of it, Gary Vee. And I hope I can't to, wait to- I can't wait to hug in person, brother. I know it will happen. Absolutely. Can we get, I, I wanted to get a picture with you real quick. We both yep. just smiled. All right, awesome. I'll screen cap that. Thanks so See much. You. Take you. Bye-bye. Esther, how are you? You're on mute. Okay, I'm no, Good. I'm mute now. How hey. are you? Oh, um, I'm pretty excited to meet you. Thank you. <laughs> it's really cool. Thank you. Where are you right now? Uh, I'm in Los Angeles. 6:46 a.m. here. Um, I'm impressed. Thank you for getting up early. <laughs> so. So what's cooking? What can I answer for you? Yeah, so I'll give an intro about me. So my primary job is in tech, um, but my side hustle is being a DJ. Like, I would not leave tech because I love it too, but who I aspire to be is like David Solomon. He's CEO of Goldman Sachs. He's also a DJ producer. Elon Musk has started to produce good music too. So during this pandemic, I've been like building my brand on Twi Twitch, TikTok. Um, it, but while DJing started out as a hobby and I started to monetize off it and I felt like it was more work than more fun. Like I started to see like, oh my gosh, it's such a chore setting up. I hate setting up. So I was just wondering <laughs> what your thoughts are on that. <laughs> I've got real thoughts on it. I think mm -hmm. that you should stop monetizing it. Oh, stop it's, monetizing? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay uh -huh. to, to not monetize it. Like to That's me, true. I leave money. I leave money on the table in a million ways because I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Like, like you know, the money's just not worth it. If you took something you loved, actually, I got a great story for you, and it has to okay. do with this hat. One of the riskiest, scariest things I've done in business in the last thirty years 
was when my brother and I started Vayner Sports and we started representing football players because my one escapism was New York Jets football. No matter what, on those Sundays, during the NFL draft, during free agency, no matter how much pressure and negativity I had going on, I would escape into this universe and it would be so happy. And I was scared that us getting into the business would turn it into a business and I wouldn't enjoy it. Luckily, and I was prepared, I even told AJ, I said, hey, I'll do this, we'll do this, but I may not wanna do this in a year because if I start watching Jet games and start rooting for Vayner sports players over the Jets, it's gonna ruin this thing for me. Luckily, I love the Jets so much that I don't even care. When they play Vayner sports players, I hate the Vayner sports players because I love the Jets so much. I'm so tribal about it. So it didn't. But I was prepared to like lose money and not do it anymore because I cherished my happiness. For you, you love tech and you're a professional in it and you have a lot of upside. You need to really give thought to not monetizing the DJ stuff because it might be mm-hmm. contaminating your happiness and, and here's where it gets really important. This is a very important nuance. You being able to escape into DJ world allows you to be more successful in tech world, so you might be actually losing money because you're monetizing on DJing, but it's corroding that escapism which doesn't make you as effective in your core business and career, which may limit that upside, so you're throwing off the balance, so even though you're monetizing the DJ monies, you might Mm -hmm. actually losing money because you've limited the upside of you on the tech side. I completely believe that my professional success is predicated on my ability to escape to places like garage sailing, sports cards, you know, other interests. And that gives me the fuel to be such a juggernaut in what I do for a living. So I would protect the purity of that DJing at all costs, fucking stop monetizing. That's very true. (laughs) Makes sense? Yeah, but I also want to ask, like, how do I stop obsessing over, like, the viewers, the followers, the subscriptions, subscribers, you know, on Twitch? (laughs) I I think that it it all depends on your relationship with your own self-esteem and basically the way you played junior high and high school. The biggest thing that people, what people don't realize is what social media and subscribers have done is it's extended high school dynamics into grown-up life. It's Mm -hmm. a popularity contest. Oh, yeah. And I think that people need to, I mean, I'm a huge proponent, and I'm somebody who's got tens of millions of followers across all these platforms. I'm a huge proponent of hiding follow counts across the board. Mm -hmm. It It would look on paper that it would be not beneficial for me to be the champion of that, but I just want more happiness and I do not believe that the following count numbers are bringing happiness. I think it's bringing anxiety. Now, I don't think that's YouTube and Instagram and TikTok's fault. I think that's the human's fault. Yeah. I, I, you know, the way for you to stop obsessing is by stop obsessing. <laughs> and what I mean by that, Esther, is that you need to realize that you just love the DJing so much it's mm-hmm. almost irrelevant if anybody's watching. For example, I was garage sailing for the last 25 years. I don't do garage sale videos and flip content for my social. I just happened to document something I always did. Nobody was watching me. Nobody gave a fuck. I just loved it. So I don't care if it does well or it doesn't do well. My sports card mm-hmm. videos on my Instagram don't do as well as my other stuff. I just don't give a fuck. 
Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> happiness over everything. Okay, so self-care and happiness over everything. Over everything. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Like, like, like the market always underestimates people. Like, do not use that as affirmation. You know, there. Are, if you just do it because you love doing it, a lot of the things that you want to happen will happen, or you'll realize, hey, there's just a lot of people that are way better at each. I I love playing basketball. Mm -hmm. There's probably four billion people that are better at basketball than me, but that doesn't stop me from playing basketball. And and I think too many people right now are like, well, I only have 8,000 followers. Well, guess what? You weren't meant to be Beyonce. You weren't meant to be Marshmallow, you know, or, or Vici. And that's super fine because you're doing it because you fucking actually love it. Like that's more than enough. You're right, yeah. <laughs> that. I wish you nothing but success. Thank you. Wait, can I ask one more question? <laughs> yes, go ahead. Okay, so you know, in a DJing side, like it goes hand in hand with alcohol. And I know maybe this isn't a question for you, but I find it more fun to stream while drinking, but I really want to separate <laughs> the two. Is that funny? It's a real problem. <laughs> well, is it a problem? Are you getting blackout drunk or are you just getting a little loose and having fun? Um, half, half, honestly. <laughs> okay, well, listen. listen. <laughs> You know, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm equipped to handle like, like true like 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 substance abuse, but like, like look, I think look look, having fun is something we mm -hmm. need to put on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're doing in the confines of your home and you're not endangering anybody, or more importantly yourself and putting yourself in precarious spots, I think mm -hmm. the question becomes: Are you using that to disguise your insecurity while you're doing it? Is a very important question. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that okay listen to me Esther if you can get a relationship with the judgment of others and you mm -hmm. take down the value of other people's voice and mm -hmm. you take up the value of your own voice you will be blown away by how much better life starts fucking clicking thank you you sound like my therapist <laughs> <laughs> have a great day alright we'll thank you so soon. much you know what, Dustin, I think we're gonna wrap with that because I have a big uh, meeting I gotta prep for a little bit and I just need these six minutes. That was a good one, can we clip that? I think that yeah. one in itself is just gonna help a lot of people. There's a lot of things, I don't know what the fuck we're gonna name it, but it's me and me and DJ Woo Woo uh, chopping. Um, everybody, please, please, please share squad. Hope you share this, hope people get on. Dustin, are we live tomorrow? I believe so. Um, because yeah, we are. And do we have URLs that people can RSVP for? Like, like to me, the thing I'm trying to figure out is how to get this incredible nation to recruit more people in the day before. So there's like a bigger watch party at 9 a.m. Like, like, but then we didn't we RSVP with with Facebook, and then it was fucked up. Can we do yeah. that with YouTube? Like, where are we at? I thought YouTube we can do that, and it's working. Can can we get our shit together as a team so that like, for example, when we have an epic episode like this, everyone gets motivated and I could say like, bring four friends tomorrow and there's actually like a URL instead of like, oh, just look for Gary's social pop-up. Like we need to figure mm -hmm. that out like in a much more functional, operational way. Uh, someone suggested if you could, well like this person was specifically asking for LinkedIn and they asked if you could just send a community text out with the link. Um, you mean the community text, like text everybody through my 212-931-5731? Yeah. yeah. 
I just don't want to bother everybody. You know what? Yeah. Actually, we should start a push notification URL, you know, subgroup on community. You know how we do the hashtag thing? Talk to Jim. Mm-hmm. Let's definitely do that. But I think I think we need to do a better job. But like, hey everybody, let's uh let you know in a ghetto way, in a scrappy way, in a dirt way, please get a viewing party for tomorrow's show. And then in the comment section, tell me how you did it. What did you use? I do think, Dustin, we can set up a YouTube URL, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't seem very confident with that response. Yeah. Or at least that person. <laughs> I mean, we have a YouTube. Yeah, we have good to do YouTube. Tomorrow, tomorrow can you can you uh, stage up the Hot Ones episode to I end am. when I end yeah, tomorrow? Because I think a lot of people haven't seen it and they should. The whole thing? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's like... 30 minutes. <laughs> Explain to me which part of this. You don't think people are gonna watch it or you don't wanna do the work to prep it? No, um, I just don't know if people are gonna watch it, but I also don't, I have to figure out how I can actually stream it because. That's the part you're actually saying. Cause your first answer, you know, is ludicrous shit. <laughs> of course they're gonna watch it. All right, I'll figure it out. So what do you think we're doing around here? You're right, you're right. Yeah. Figure it out, bro. See ya. Bye, everyone. Hit me up on Twitter right now. I'm prepping for three minutes, and I just want to see what everybody's love is. Gary B-E-E on Twitter. No question the place where I interact the most. If you've not signed up for Twitter, you're making a huge mistake. Gary B-E-E. I'll see ya. Love you. Bye. All right, episode's over. Please leave a review and subscribe up on Apple. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to me. Thank you very much. Hey, podcast. Joe from Team Gary here. Today's highlighted review is part of my daily bread by Carlos Ferrier. In my path to marketing and the sense of my personal life, Gary has been a shining light, making changes on my point of view in the world and the people around me. It's never been easy for me to communicate because of social anxiety, but Gary has made me use techniques that have helped me a ton to be a better communicator and lead me to live a more human and more empathetic life toward everyone around me. Thank you, Gary Vaynerchuk. Keep those reviews coming. We could highlight yours next.